Welcome to the Soul Space Podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. We are on the second of two episodes talking about Coil Pack for Expression Engine. On the show today is Tom Yeager from Packet Tide, as well as Brian Nielsen from Packet Tide working on Expression Engine, and John Henry Donovan from the Soul Space team, who has a long sorted history with Expression Engine in his own right. We are getting into further detailed discussions about what can you do with Coil Pack. And here's a question I want to ask to get us started. And, and this comes off of a conversation I had just this morning doing something with a client who's working to this day with an Expression Engine 3 website. Um, so I tell her, guess what? Uh, the company who is in charge of Expression Engine now, who's been developing it for a few years, has Expression Engine 7 ready, and there's this new thing called Coil Pack, and it makes it possible to um, bring in the Laravel ecosystem into an Expression Engine site and just go nuts. Uh, so maybe you should stay on that platform. Maybe we should get you upgraded, get you set up. And she would say, okay, who do I have to hire now? Do I have to hire a Laravel developer? Do I have to hire a Twig developer, Twig templating? Do I have to hire an Expression Engine expert? Who am I supposed to hire now? So I want to ask Tom, why don't you take that question? What, what skills does your developer need to know if you're still an, an owner of an Expression Engine legacy site? Yep, great question. Um, so right off the bat, I think the question is if you need to use Coil Pack. Uh, at the end of the day, Coil Pack is another tool in your toolbox. Um, you don't you don't have to use it. So if what you're looking to accomplish, you know, in this uh, strategic initiative for a company, if you will, uh, can be done with 100% of Expression Engine native existing add-ons in the ecosystem, um, you know, you don't have to use it. Uh, however, if there's something you want to do uh, and you want to develop a new that uh, you want to harness, you know, kind of adjacent possible technology, that's a really good place to start looking at Coilpack. Um, you know, as a developer, um, I would say that if you can write expression engine templates, you can write Twig templates as well. Uh, I think that that leap has been uh, pretty simple uh, for people. And I, th I think it's, uh, it's an easy way to move forward for a lot of people if they want, again. Um, if you want to do something custom uh, and you don't have a developer uh, that has Laravel experience, um, and you you know you want to set up a queuing system that interacts with different platforms or something like that, uh, you know that might be a good place to go and uh, you know partner up with an agency or a Laravel developer and say, hey, we're looking to do this thing, uh, and walk through that. Yeah, does that answer the question? Yeah, that helps. Um, can I be working with a Laravel developer and say, you know, we've been working together so well over the years. We have this expression engine site I never told you about, uh, but I don't know. Um, I hear that there's some activity in that community. Um, can that developer come in without too much expression engine knowledge and still be useful? Yeah, I, I would absolutely say yes to that. We, you know, plan to have a lot of documentation around what models we're providing, you know, things that a Laravel developer would want to look at to get running with it, um, route helpers, events that'll be fired, things like that, all of the integration points that they would want to know about. But yeah, if, if they're trying to surface that Expression Engine content in a new way, um, using a Laravel package or you know some other thing that they want to write in Laravel, 
they should be able to look at the documentation and get started right away. So let's, let's get into some use cases. Let me ask one that's, um, uh, I'll, you know, I'll turn things over to you guys, but I, there is one that I have in mind. We, um, I don't know, this is maybe seven years ago or so, we did a bunch of custom development and outside API integration into a site for a client that was a straight up e-commerce uh, store. And um, they drove a lot of their sales by good, solid content marketing. And they, at the CEO level, came to us and said, hey, good job. Thank you. We're going to move to Shopify. Uh, we're out of here. Um, thanks for all the hard work. And we're going to throw it in the garbage now. When Back in the day when you'd go to Shopify, the support for the content marketing side of things was not that strong. Like, you know, you're kind of struggling to put that part of the website together, even though the e-commerce side was, you know, the core offering. Um, so let's imagine that I have a client who comes right now with an Expression Engine site and they say, yeah, this is great. This is swell. We think we're going to just bounce over to Shopify and be done. How does this, how does CoilPack, how does the new Expression Engine allow us to come back and say to this client, yeah, absolutely. Let's get some stuff moved over to Shopify. But your entire editorial team is trained on Expression Engine. You've been working in this for years. You're comfortable there. It's fast and easy for you. You don't need to abandon it. Instead, now we can integrate these two things together and make them work. Is this a possibility for sites like that? Uh, so what I would tell you is um, yes, it's it's absolutely a possibility. Um, I am not super familiar with Shopify uh, you know, or their APIs, uh, but I would venture to say that there are some really, really good um, composer packages that Laravel can tap into. Uh, and that's probably more the realm and where it'd be done on the coil pack Laravel side than on the expression. Engine yeah, that's side, why I was kind of heading in that direction. Uh, I was thinking coil pack would open up that door. Yep. Uh, and effectively you could do that, you know, on the Laravel side. Um, you could probably even do a combo, right? Where you have a series of templates that actually live inside expression engine and your custom Laravel code actually handling the interactions between the API uh, and the EE models as a okay. whole, if you will. Um, Brian, I don't know, is there anything you'd add to that? You know, I always feel code is, is just this way to create whatever you want. You know, there's, there's always a way to do something no matter what you've got. And I think these tools just help you do that a little bit easier, especially for the, you know, hundreds of thousands of Laravel developers out there um, who are eager to work on these things. So this to me sounds like, you know, you have a, a channel where you're publishing, you listen to those events in Laravel and you say, hey, reach out to Shopify with this content we just got. You know, maybe you queue that if it's a long job, send them that information, update your expression engine channel after that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's totally possible. And, and hopefully these tools uh, make that a lot easier and, and more commonplace for developers. The flavor of the month, headless sites. So is um, and Mitchell, you have a podcast already, I think, which is live yeah. at the moment about yeah, headless. Um, is this the de facto method now for doing a headless site in Expression Engine using Coilpack? I, I think Coilpack certainly helps. I, I don't know too much about, I know Doug Black has that Bones add-on for E. So I think if you don't need more than, mm -hmm. you know, we try to caution people to not just go with 
these things that are out there because you can start just piling on the technical debt for no reason. And, and that's, um, yes. you know, that puts people in a bad spot. So we feel like if the existing solutions out there aren't doing it for you or you need something a little different, um, you know, coil pack, certainly this GraphQL um, endpoint that we provide and the queries that are out of the box, I think it'll give you a lot of great power um, and, hopefully, you know, someone who's looking to do a headless site can just link right up with that and be off and running. What about some other use cases? John Henry, uh, you were thinking as we uh, took a short break that there are a number of other questions and use cases to discuss. Maybe you could get into some of those. Yeah, I was thinking of possible solutions where like the ecosystem for Laravel is so big that like if you, there's um, a couple of e-commerce solutions already for for expression engine i was thinking that you hook up into another e-commerce solution using laravel um i think that'd be a great uh, possibility there to use that um connecting i mean the integrations with laravel using something with a much bigger user database connecting the two sites together would be would be immense um the possibilities for that um, something in the like private sector of this like bespoke user HR database. I mean, that would be an excellent way to to connect the two. I could think of I'd say a million cases off the top of my head so far. Just knowing that it's the Laravel ecosystem, like that, I could use it. I think what you said speaks to how we went about it. Um, you know, we really tried to make this a loose coupling. Um, Kind of in the code world, right? There's there's tight couples, tight couplings, and there's light cu- loose couplings, if you will. In, in world in the world in general, it's like that. Um, you know, the Mailchimp API, for instance, right? That is a tight coupling, right? That has one purpose: to send an email with Mailchimp. Um, however, the, you can have a package that abstracts that and kind of you know you you just say send an email, and that package will take Mailchimp, it'll take uh, Mailgun, it'll take SendGrid, you know, you kind of whoever you want to plug in as your mail provider. And you know, I think that's really the goal with coil pack, right? It's to create this loose coupling that gives you uh, everything Expression Engine has in it. Uh, I, I should back up. Not everything it has in it, uh, but it allows you to harness the power of Laravel with Expression Engine, and basically to harness all of your content and things like that from Expression Engine with coil pack. And you could do that, you know, as simple as just installing it and writing Twig templates right in your control panel. You know, never touching the Laravel app, or you could be, you know, much further down that road, like we've been talking with, you know, Shopify, or you know, like you mentioned, member member examples. Those are prime examples of you know where you might want to use this as well. And you answered my main question there. Is the first thing what I thought the first thing that popped instantly into a lot of people's head was, oh, I can write Twig inside an Expression Engine templates now, and that's possible now, right? Yep, uh, great question. The if you want, you can just install uh, Coil Pack. And you can go ahead and write Twig or Blade right inside your Expression Engine control panel. You don't have to touch, you know, the Laravel end at all. Um, you just go right ahead and you know work in Twig, if you will. Is there any like with everything comes gotchas or caveats? Is there any caveat or gotcha to using Coilpack that you're asked to kind of steer clear away from, or the will not do? Is there anything like that? We are changing, um, you know, some, we're taking the opportunity to not just do a one-to-one port of all um, 
expression engine module tags to CoilPack because we we have a method of kind of some magic that that makes a lot of them work with the same kind of signature and, and same kind of output that they would have in expression engine. But other ones, like for instance, the channel entries loop, there's stuff that is very EE specific that doesn't have any relevance in yeah, Twig. Yeah, doesn't need this. Okay. Yeah, and we're rewriting and we're you know optimizing as we go. So um, I guess just that that there would might not be a one to one, and that's on purpose. That's intentional. Um, that we see this as kind of a new offering and a way to you know harness some of these newer technologies and give you a better experience. But it might not might not be identical. Yeah, and stuff that isn't there. I mean, it, like you've been very successful on GitHub, having expression engine up there and having contributors to the the core code. Is Coilpack going to be up there the same way that people can contribute? And yeah, that's a great question. Coilpack will be an open source, open repository. You know, fork it, fix it, whatever you like. Yeah, you know, kind of going back, um, we do realize that Coilpack is a really good opportunity for us to intentionally say. You know, we're we're not supporting X, Y, or Z in Coilpack. Um, you know, Expression Engine's twenty years old, and quite frankly, there's just some stuff that in the modern web world uh, we don't need to pull forward into other avenues. Uh, that you know, the avenues that are being opened with Coilpack, if you will. So the, over time, we've done it's all based on a lot of API integration work. Um, one reason is it's just so fun. There's so many interesting challenges out there, and so many permutations to to explore of getting one system to talk to another. And when I try to explain it to our clients as they present the problem to me, you know, can you tie our site into Salesforce so that uh, accounts and contacts are always in sync or that kind of thing? Um, And they ask me how we're going to do it and how much is it going to cost and how could it be made less expensive and so forth. Um, When I encounter a client coming to talk about a new API integration for a system I haven't heard of or haven't worked with before, the very first thing I do is go look for an SDK. So I look to see if that that company who owns that system has put any effort into supporting uh, developers in the developer community and created SDKs to make it easy in, say, PHP or some other language to write integrations into their system, into their API. You know, you get a lot of stuff out of the box if it's done well. And what I'm imagining... Uh, our ability to take advantage in Expression Engine now, thanks to Coilpack, is the ability to uh, bring that concept of SDK forward and say, yeah, well, if if there is an, a Laravel package that talks to MailChimp or talks to Salesforce or NetSuite or what have you, then we just import it. We just bring it in and we start using the endpoints that are there after we authenticate. And a lot of the code has been written by somebody else in an open source community in a supported way. Um, so I wonder if we could talk a little bit about that. Am I fantasizing? Is this going to make things less expensive for our clients? Uh, is it going to make us faster? Is the technical debt going to be um, more manageable because these packages that we're using, given that they come out of the Laravel community, which is a thriving community, you know, what's the financial upside in this sort of time um, uh, calendar upside for some of these clients in regard to this. Tom, t- tell me what you think about that. Because, you, you know, you and I think at the at the agency owner level, serving clients and addressing their problems, like how, how does this work for them? Uh, yeah, Ed, I think the example you're giving is perfect. Um, I think, yes, there is a, an element of that, express, especially with 
the hooks from Expression Engine. So uh, what, what is a hook? Let's just kind of define that real quick. It's, it's like when you do an event in Expression Engine, right? If you're gonna save an entry, for instance, um, during that save process, it gives a developer the option to you know, kind of tee in and say, do something here. But with the way that this is done, with those hooks being able to be thrown as events in Laravel, um, it's kind of a perfect example of where you just tee in, you know, hook up to your API, uh, execute it, move on. Or you could tee in, write it to a queue, continue execution, and then have a queue worker pick it up and move it on um, to where it needs to be. So uh, I would say yes in that regard, very much so. Uh, you know, I think there's a certain level of you know how that interaction is done that uh, will save development time, if you will, and effort, uh, which is ultimately um, kind of money to the end client, if you will. And I think there's a certain element that also comes down to um, just having a, a solid place to harness those composure packages in what many people would say is, uh, you know, the best development environment there is in Laravel, if you will, uh, or framework. So I think that that combo, if you will, though, ultimately uh, can lead to great time savings in development. Yeah, and I think you're hitting the nail on the head there that Laravel is at the level now of Rails. And a lot of large companies provide integrations for these frameworks. They even have a Laravel developer, a Rails developer on staff writing articles, how to do this, maintaining the package. It's really bringing you know, a level of package into your grasp with Expression Engine that's really high quality and so many of them available. I have a question on requirements. So if we're on Expression Engine 7, and I'm not sure what the latest version of Laravel, is how are you going to manage? Are you going to have, like, if someone wants to upgrade their, like, are you, say you hire, okay, scenario, you hire a Laravel developer to do a mini project on your site that's currently running the Expression Engine. Two years later, Expression Engine 8 is out. Am I going to be able to up upgrade Expression Engine 8 or will Coilpack break with my older version of the Laravel app that's been written by a developer I can't contact anymore? Could there be a scenario like that? I'm trying to, I'm running through that in my head. Sorry. Um, you're saying. Yeah. So if you've Expression Engine 7, works with Coilpack and works with the most recent version of Laravel, two years down the line or a year down the line, Expression Engine 8 is out. My client wants to upgrade to, upgrade to Expression Engine 8. And I say, well, we can't do it at the moment because I can't get in contact with the Laravel developer that wrote the original Laravel app that we're connected to. Like, will that prevent me from upgrading to Expression Engine? I don't believe so. And part of the architecture of this is that Expression Engine is still kind of independent on its own. Like, you can certainly upgrade Expression Engine from 7 to 8 in that upgrade path. I would say you might also need to upgrade Coil Pack, you know, a version. And more likely, you know, Expression Engine, we kind of stay behind on the requirements on purpose, not, not out of laziness or anything. We stay, you know, we're still supporting PHP 7.2. It's long been, you know, out of updates and, and advised to move off of. But we do that because we want to make sure that customers, you know, can get off of that, have the time to do that. So, Okay, I think you answered my question where Coipac won't be dependent on the Laravel right. version of it. The way it's set up now, yeah. To upgrade. And, yeah. and okay, I think yeah, maybe that ties into another thought of Coilpack and a purpose of Coilpack is right now to you know keep the stability and expression engine while giving us the flexibility to support these new technologies, GraphQL, uh, for the expression engine base. And, and to do that, we decided 
it needed to be kind of separate. But it's totally possible that in a later Expression Engine major version, little pieces of coil pack start showing up. You know, maybe Eloquent is the model system that we use, and and we've added you know one dependency to do that, or maybe we start pulling in some you know bits of the Illuminate router or other packages into Expression Engine. Gotcha. And yeah, so yeah, there may yeah. be a time where coil pack is no longer necessary, but all of the functionality is just part of Expression Engine. So what's in the future for this? What's in the future for EE? Tom, where are you guys going to take it? Um, how, how, how much farther is it going to drift into Laravel land? Or, you know, what's, uh, what, what's the big arc of, of this thing? Uh, that's a great question. There's, um, I, I think currently we see uh, a few different arcs uh, emerging, kind of a coil pack arc, uh, a main expression engine arc, if we want to kind of boil them down to two. Um, coil pack, I think it's extremely likely, as Brian said, that we'll see elements of it show up in the core. Um, you know, we don't we don't believe that um, code gets you know rusty sitting in a garage like a car would, for instance. Um, so we don't feel like we need to rewrite Expression Engine on top of Laravel, or that Coil Pack is kind of a step one uh, on that journey, or something like that. However, we also don't feel like we need to long term support our own ORM. Um, I know I'll try not to go too technical here. Um, I'll try to pull back. Sorry. Um, so, you know, I, I think that we see uh, a little bit of some of those components drifting back and forth um, over time. I think Coil Pack is an arc, though. Um, it's very likely that uh, we will see it decoupled further, uh, specifically further from Laravel. Uh, and then once we get to that level, uh, you're really going to have you know, further doors opened where you could install it alongside, you know, Symphony or Codeigniter or, you know, whatever framework is next, if you will. Um, Coilpack is really the opening up the adjacent possible. And, and that's how we look at it. How, how do we open up the possibilities uh, extremely wide for what can be done? Uh, on the Expression Engine front, um, you know, stability is uh, one of the core fundamental items uh, that we keep in mind with Expression Engine. So we go through great lengths, even with you know the new file manager, for instance, in version seven, uh, making the lift for add-ons from V6 to V7, you know, basically non-existent. Uh, now, yes, part of that is we have a lot of add-ons, right? So we, we recognize, hey, we can do the, the lift on one side or the other, um, but we believe it's also in the best interest of the community as a whole. Uh, Expression Engine simultaneously, we'll see continue to um, Follow, follow the arc it's on and uh, continue to provide new tools for uh, outcome modern web development, you know, with, uh, I think with the front end editing and, you know, that if you look at what Gutenberg has done for WordPress, um, you know, there's, you know, we, we were slightly ahead of the curve of them, if you will. Uh, we're not trying to race automatic to be completely frank, um, but, you know, th that is an interesting element. And then simultaneously bringing forth coil pack uh, which is opening up the ecosystem to this wide variety of uh, PHP developers. I think that uh, we will continue to see, you know, I shouldn't say PHP developers because it, it's also just to reiterate, you know, it's twig right in the control panel. You don't have to do anything. So, um, you know, I think we'll continue to see Expression Engine uh, open to, uh, I shouldn't say open, we'll continue to see Expression Engine enabling development uh, to the adjacent possible. And uh, you know, move forward with uh, 
modern web development and pushing the boundaries on that. And we have a lot of plans for it. Uh, simultaneously, to be completely honest, we, we need to uh, go through some code modernization. Um, you know, we probably should have talked about this the last time we chatted uh, in the last episode, but you know, I think over the three years too, you know, there's definitely a real decision that had to be made on our end to say, hey, do we go for uh, modernization in the core product offering or, or do you go for code modernization, right? And there is, there is an element of both that can be done simultaneously, but there's also a very real element where um, we realize, hey, you know, we need to go through and we need to modernize some of the core expression engine code. So, uh, you know, that's, a, that's another arc that we have going. Uh, speaking of planning, when will CoilPack be available? And is there a price attached with the current pricing model or to come with Pro by default? Or can you talk a bit about that? Absolutely. Um, so CoilPack will be in open beta uh, before the end of this year. So uh, before the end of 2022. And uh, that's that's going to be free for everybody to use. CoilPack will be a free open source software um, package, if you will. Uh, and then we're targeting a release in Q1. Um, beyond the you know release of Q1, we don't really have a date in mind. It's it's going to be more so driven by adoption and making sure you know we're in a spot with CoilPack uh, that it really delivers on enabling people to do you know what they need to do. And once we feel like it's you know it's tight along those lines and the documentation is really solid, uh, that's when we'd really tag it V1. Yeah, I was just going to say that the documentation, it's kind of interesting that Taylor Otwell and Laravel took a lot of inspiration from CodeIgniter. And one of the biggest things he's kind of harped on is that the documentation on CodeIgniter was you know one of its best pieces, that that really helped people get into it, be successful with it. And Laravel has taken that you know to the next level, I think, of just wonderful documentation and um you know i think we'd be remiss if we didn't come out the gate in that same fashion yeah i think i spent most of my early days inside in the e docs they had a great balance between beginners and advanced so yeah that's that's one of the superpowers of a platform is if you take the documentation and support seriously this podcast creates an opportunity for me to ask dumb questions stuff that i ought to know but i don't or don't know well enough um so take me back to laravel 101 uh, you know, I, I started using it and built some, we actually built our proposal tool on top of Laravel a long time ago, still use it today, still perfectly stable. Um, but I have lost track of the Laravel ecosystem. Uh, we mentioned Livewire a minute ago. There's, there's so many different, um, you know, there's, there's some Laravel web services. There's some, some revenue opportunities that Taylor's developed. Um, Brian, could you talk to us a little bit? Just give me an overview of what the terrain looks like, knowing that we can pull some of those capabilities into Expression Engine now because of CoilPack. Yeah, I, I think one of the most exciting ones for me personally, anyway, is um, Laravel Vapor is one of those services that you know has been very successful for them, and um, that is a hosting kind of provisioning service similar to Forge, where the actual Metal is, you know, Amazon Web Services is where that's happening. But uh, Vapor is a tool that lets you put your Laravel app on AWS using their Lambda uh, service, which is basically uh, cloud computing. There's no actual server handling it. It just handles a request as it happens and you pay by the request, which is a very attractive pricing model for a lot of people who handle surge or, you know, seasonal kind of traffic where standing up a hundred dollar a month server, you know, the whole year round is not, um, 
not effective. And uh, so coil pack in the nature of being a Laravel package and running through Laravel, kind of it, we've had uh, we've deployed an expression engine site on AWS Lambdas through Laravel and coil pack, which is a pretty huge door to open. Um, and that's that's really exciting because I've done migrations for other clients, getting them off of, you know, what last client I think was ended up saving $5,000 a month from their hosting package with VPSs before going to Lambdas. And, um, you know, Vapor is, is a great tool and it's, it's a great way to host. And yeah, we're excited to bring that through. Um, other tools... We've done a lot of work with WebSockets. Um, that's something that's exciting that's not really feasible, possible in Expression Engine right now without a lot of custom add-on work. And um, that's as simple as throwing an event in Laravel and kind of triggering a WebSocket to go out to your JavaScript that's listening for that. So that's a really um, cool new integration we open up. This Vapor piece is something that I, I was actually thinking about this morning. We... Um, um, my, it's my job to try to get Taylor Swift tickets today for for the family. Uh, she's coming to play in the San Jose area in uh, in the summer, and we're all just sitting here waiting for the browser to you know tick down and finally open up the um, the you know the the presale system. And of course, I log in to do it, and it completely crashes. And I'm seeing these, you know, I'm seeing um, Nginx war, um, errors, and I'm seeing varnish error pages, just black and white stuff like that terrifies all of us because we've been there before. And you're talking about how um, you're talking about Laravel Vapor and how it, that in of, of itself, you know, forget the expression engine part, but that tool in and of itself opens up um, this Lambda type computing, this, um, this uh, you know, ephemeral uh, form of computing that's supposedly infinitely scalable. Largely, it depends on what you can do with the database problem you always deal with. But those those infinitely scalable instances, um, that's a superpower. And I think about it when I'm sitting here looking at Ticketmaster, waiting for it to load, wondering what's going on over there. Why, why aren't we on Laravel or you know, Vapor? Or why aren't we running on Amazon Lambda or something like that? But this, this layer in Laravel that makes that capability more approachable based on some of the development I've done compared to actually working directly um, against the so-called metal in Amazon you know, just trying to work directly with the Lambda capabilities there. It's much cleaner, more approachable as a developer. Um, and these would create some really interesting use cases for how you could deploy, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking back in time at some of the expression engine sites we worked on that every Friday morning I could count on it to crash because the email news blast went out to 100,000 subscribers and it got nuked. It doesn't have to be that way anymore. Yeah, that's a great example. It's, it opens up some possibilities there. Um, and, you know, as, as clients who we talk to are dealing with the question of traffic surges and not wanting to pay every single day, every single hour for a server stack that's provisioned for that level of traffic, but instead have a surge capability, this is a superpower, being able to tie this into the Expression Engine community and make that make that available uh, in there. That's, that's pretty promising. Technically... I mean, I, I've barely gotten my head around how you might do that with Coil Pack plus Expression Engine plus Laravel Vapor, but maybe you could speak about that for a minute. Yeah. Um, so basically, you have a Laravel app, you know, with Coil Pack on it, and it's 
expression engine at that point is kind of living inside of your Laravel app and coil pack is, is gluing the two together. So you have all of the, um, you know, you've installed vapor as a package at that point where it's giving you the options, um, to deploy, you have artisan commands to just run vapor deploy. Um, and that uploads your, your entire application, including your expression engine code up to a Lambda and provisions all of the firewall, um, routing between that, uh, I forget API gateway, I think is what AWS uses to link. Um, yeah. And, and sets all of that up. Um, technically, you know, we're really just kind of piggybacking on what vapor already does. We're not, we, we have to make a few changes, you know, in how expression engine, uh, functions to, to be kind of compliant with that environment. But a lot of this is, you know, kind of a result of the planning that Tom has done over the years here too. The coil pack is two years, you know, in, in our thoughts. Um, and this fruition, you know, is not happenstance that it's coming after expression engine seven with a new file system adapter that lets you use S3, you know, out of the box or DigitalOcean spaces because on a Lambda, you don't have a file system, um, you know, a persistent file store. So there's things are kind of coming together and, um, I think there's a lot more that'll be exciting to release down the road too. Yeah, sounds good. Well, we we put in another uh, good solid episode here. Um, maybe before I move to conclude this, John Henry, did you have any unanswered questions that we didn't get to? Well, I've ton of questions, but most of them would probably be me after experimenting with the beta. Because <laughs> um, I can't wait to get my hands on it and yeah. do some experimenting. Tom, how about you? Did we miss any details that we should have covered? I don't think so. I mean, there's a there's a thousand uh, directions this conversation could go, and uh, quite frankly, I think you guys did an awesome job with you know questions that uh, you know probed to a really solid level for a podcast. So, you know, great job on that. Good. All right, thank you, Ryan. How about you? You good? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, it's it's exciting. <laughs> You're the answerer of questions. <laughs> it's exciting stuff to uh, to think about, talk about. No, it's good. Uh, the other, I, I had one more question, and it's about communities. So we're talking about possibly two communities: the Laravel community and the Expression Engine community. Now we know there's E devs that do Laravel, and there's Laravel devs that do E. Where do you think these two communities are going to meet? Would they be over in Laravel? Or are they going to appear in? Are we going to have Laravel devs appearing on the e Slack? Or where where do you see the the kind of um, upselling of Expression Engine to Laravel devs? Where do you see that from a marketing perspective? This happening, the collision of these two communities. Uh, I think that's a really good question, um, and I think some of it's going to depend on adoption. So, you know, as we go forward. Uh, you know, I think there will be an element of, hey, if you have questions with Coilpack, you know, come to Slack. Um, and we'll see some of it there. And uh, I'd like to think simultaneously, we're going to see, you know, an element of this naturally um, kind of flowing out of the already established channels that Laravel has. So, um, you know, I think when you start talking about the two communities, um, things get very interesting. Uh and, uh, you know, kind of talked about the communities of, you know, packages, if you will, um, for lack of a better word. And, uh, you know, that's interesting alone when you start talking about where people talk, 
uh, where people communicate, um, you know, where people get help and help one another, if you will. Uh, I, I think we're going to have to see how some of that evolves. We will try to direct some of it to a small extent, uh, and then we'll try to be present where we can. And I think it's it's one of those things where you know you kind of work on this vehicle for developers to use and and do what what they will with it, and you don't really know how that's going to evolve. And I think it's been kind of a pleasant surprise already after the EE conference, all of the interest, all of the ideas flowing, and even just on Slack. I mean, we already have someone who we've given a really early alpha to who said, you know, I, I need this. I have a site in January that could benefit from this hugely. And so we've kind of kept him in the loop and um, and it's already, you know, already building something with it. It's that's pretty cool. And I think just the evolution of it will be fun to watch on both sides, the Laravel expression engine communities. Yeah, I'm excited to see it too. I wish you good luck with it. Me too. Well, I just want to thank everybody for joining today. You guys had a great discussion with me. I learned a lot and um, I think there's a lot of promise um, ahead. I think there's some some pretty interesting possibilities um, over the horizon here. So thank you all for joining and um, we'll... We'll hear everybody back in two weeks. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Cheers. You've been listening to the Soul Space Podcast. 